Welcome to Sales Transformation. Get ready to unleash your inner leader in this episode with Mike Simmons. Discover how to stop relying on others and start leading yourself in the world of sales. Colin, the mic is yours. All right. Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. Very excited to have Mike Simmons on today. Uh, he's a seasoned coach with leader with over 22 years of experience in high growth tech companies. He's helped business leaders find clarity, stop second guessing, and fiercely take the next logical step from UPS to Intel and MIT. He's worked with industry giants and early stage startups alike. I uh, also had the pleasure of recently being on his show uh, and figured we definitely needed to get him on sales transformation as well. Mike, how you doing? I am doing great, Colin. It is good to see you again. It feels like it was just uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I know there'll be a little bit more space between the episodes, but uh, awesome to see you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, we had a good conversation, so excited to kind of switch roles here and, and have you in the, the other seat. And, um, you know, the topic that we're going to talk about today is about stop for sellers to stop relying on leaders and start to lead themselves. So lots to unpack there, but where did you start thinking about this? You know, kind of seems maybe backwards for a lot of people like, wait, what, Mike, what are you talking about? So let's get into it. Yeah. So it, it, it took me a while to get here and it's been a long kind of journey to get here. But the first person who brought this up to me was a mentor way back when, before I moved into my first account executive role back in 2000, would have been like 2003, Mike McCarg. Uh, said, you really got to operate your territory like it's your own franchise. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I get it. I understand. And, and then I went to proceed to not really operate my territory as a business. And then I, mm. I was fortunate enough to lead some teams and build teams and do all of those things inside some of the organizations you mentioned and started this uh, company back in in 2016 and, and where I've gotten to this year is, and this is all this journey from 2003 to 2023 is um, if you're looking for leadership, start with a mirror. Like if you're going out there and you're thinking that somebody else is going to provide you all of this guidance, direction, motivation to go get the things done that you need to do as a seller, you're looking at the wrong place. If you think that you're limited by the resources that are available to you inside your organization, you're looking at the wrong place. Take ownership, get out there and start doing uh, the work on your own. And that whole piece of leadership really starts with at the individual level. And there are a lot of people who've talked about this and written about it. Uh, there's a army or not a Navy, uh, um, commander or captain who talks about you know, making your bed first, you know, starting the day by making your bed first. So leadership starts with self. Dan Cockrell's talked about that in his book. How's the culture in your kingdom? Uh, this is just an evolution where I've looked at it and said, we spend so much time focusing on that top level. What if we start right at the front line? and fix the problem at the end point and actually build better leaders that way. So that's the, that's the, that's the long way around and I'm happy to unpack uh, the details in there. Yeah. I mean, I think that whether you have ambition to be a leader or not, then this is applicable, right? Um, if you want to do better, if you want to do great things, if you want to push yourself, if you want to challenge yourself, Stop looking outside of yourself to find that because typically we are the ones that get in our own way, uh, you know, to, you know, breaking down barriers to doing greater things. So how does somebody do that? Look in the mirror. 
how do they break down and start to, to rely on themselves and you know internally uh, to to lead them to the next great thing that they want to achieve. Yeah, in the in the book, The War of Art, Pressfield's War of Art, he talks about Stolansky's three questions, like "Who am I?" is is one of them. And I think that's a really good question to start with. Who am I? So look in the mirror and say, "Who am I?" Um, a couple of the other questions I would add in there, and there are three questions. You'd have to go to the War of Art to to get the other two, but uh, the 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 it's the "Who am I?" What is me? What am I at as a being? What is it that I like to do? What problems do I like to solve? Who do I like to work with? These questions that seem very simple when you write them out, but they're very hard to answer and they evolve over time. And as you go through and you do the work, you get out there, you get reps in, you engage with customers, you engage with people inside your organization, you spend some time reflecting and thinking to yourself, you'll start to narrow down your focus and realize here's who I am not. So uh, I know that I am not an accountant. I have no interest in working on uh, financial reports and balance sheets and all of that other kind of stuff. I'm going to outsource that kind of work. I am also not the person who's going to build a, a pergola or a wood structure in my house. So I outsource that kind of work. So I know who I am not. And a lot of times it's simpler to answer that question, who am I not, than it is to say, who am I? Because there are a lot of people who are looking for direction. They're kind of have meandered around and they've done a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And that's, you know, I've been fortunate enough in my career to be in customer success roles before they were called customer success, implementation success roles, ops roles, revenue specific roles, sales leadership roles. I think it starts with those first questions. Yep. Who am I? What do I like to do? What problems do I like to solve? Who do I like to serve? Why am I here? Some of those questions can be really, really helpful as you start to look at self and they are hard. Uh, these are hard questions. It's not, you know, this is a, you know, a lifetime of work. You'll earn a lot of wrinkles and gray hair and all of that as you go through the process, but start, it, it starts with a question and the, uh, Stone, Stone Lansky's are a couple of good ones. Um, and we laid out a couple of other ones in there too. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a, a really good place to start, right? Is because Often sellers think that, you know, I need to get better at closing. I need to get better at negotiating. I need to get better at filling my funnel, you know, to be a better seller. And, and I'm not saying those things aren't true, but it, it, what I found is you want to be more effective professionally. You want to be a better seller. Um, you got to work on yourself personally, right? And that's exactly what we're talking about here. And I think first, before you can maybe answer who am I, um, you know, discovering and exploring and having an awareness around who you are not is the first place to start. It's really, really powerful. And it, and then the next step there is going in and actually doing work because it's one thing to read about this stuff. Like everybody can sit down and read Frankel's book, man's search for meaning and go really deep into the struggle that people go through. There's a lot of content out there. Really, really good content. Are you going to be a career academic or are you going to be a practitioner? And that's where the magic happens is when you go out there and you put this work into practice and you figure out, Hey, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. This might work for you. You go through and actually do the work, you do the work and then uh, things start to become, uh, become really, really clear. And I, I think the, it's hard for people to say no, you know, like you can kind of squint and think about working with your customers, you kind of squint and say, yeah, that person aligns with my ideal customer from a, person perspective, an individual, or even a business perspective, you can squint. The reality is 
if you actually go through and start separating customers that you're working with and say, no, these are not the right customers for me. They're not ready for change. They're not ready to think differently. They're not going to invest. They really want to stay with the status quo. Then you can eliminate that, those customers and focus on the ones that you're actually there for. Same thing with the internal work that, that you've got to do. What is it that I'm actually going to say no to today so that I can move forward? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is applicable in so many different areas, right? Is, uh, even just, you know, I think something a lot of sellers struggle with is, is even just time management, right? Which is like, before you identify, here's the things I should be doing. You got to look at what should I not be doing, right? All the distractions, all the things that, you know, take us away from like revenue generating activities, right? Or if you look at, um, you know, kind of, if we dig into a little bit deeper about what you're saying there, right? Is before, you know, Hey, what's my ideal, perfect, you know, customer who is not, a good customer? Who are people that I don't want to work with? I don't want to spend time and don't want to go on the selling journey with. And so this is really applicable in like all these different areas that are really important to sellers to really, you know, um, breaking through the, their next level of success, whatever that looks like. And the cool thing about it is you're in control. Like you're the seller. You're the one you, you might get frustrated in the meetings that you have to have with your team. You're doing pipeline reviews and you're listening to everybody else talk about all the deals that they're working through and half of it, some of it's, some of it's real, some of it's not, but like you get frustrated with that stuff. You're not in control of that. You've got to sit through that stuff. But when you engage with your customer, you're in control of that conversation. You choose the right questions to ask. You choose how you engage. You choose how you present yourself. You choose how you follow up. If you are going into those things and you're not choosing that, then, you know, are you really leading yourself? That's a pretty deep question to go back through and, and ask. And, and, the, and the way that I would evaluate it is go back in and look at your gong recordings, your chorus recordings, any of these tools that are out there and say, was that conversation any different than the last six conversations I had with other customers? And if, there's, if you sound like one of those toys where you can pull the string back and let it go, you're doing it wrong. You're not leading yourself. You're following all of the other stuff and you're probably going to get really frustrated and burned out over a period of time. So there's an opportunity for we as revenue professionals and as revenue leaders to help our teams lead self and as individuals to help lead ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, frankly, it would just get boring anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think that, you know, naturally the best sellers, you know, love a challenge. And if they're not challenged, then they're not going to be happy and they're not going to be doing their best work. Right. And that's where the progress happens, right? It's that challenge, the friction, the tension, you know, the, the stuff that comes out on the other side of the, you know, what is it? The, uh, is it the caterpillar that turns into a butterfly after it goes through that chrysalis thing, you know, like that stress and that pressure is what creates that. Yeah. These are, this is pressure you can put under yourself and, and create some really interesting things as you go forward. How about you? What, what, yeah, what's no, a, what, how'd you go? How about you on your like own personal leadership journey? How, how do you think of leading self? Um, well, it's a good question. I think that, um, you know, we were kind of talking before, right. And as we were, you know, before we hit record here is, 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 that it is doing some of that self-discovery, that internal work, which is makes you, a lot of people think like, oh, if I, you know, get this promotion or I, you know, hit this commission level, or if I make president's club, then I'm going to feel success and achieve and maybe temporarily. Um, but like for sustainable, you know, growth and, you know, feeling good about the work that you're doing, you, you know, you're more than just your number. Right. And so 
success doesn't mean, you know, brute force, hard work, you know, working 15 hours a day and coming on the weekends to make presence club. Like that's not success, at least not to me. Right. And so for me, and I had to learn that the hard way, <laughs> you know, to realize like, this is only going to take me so, so far. And, and I think it, most sellers have experienced some level of burnout at some point. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of different things today and people would think like, oh gosh, you must work crazy hours. And I don't, I, I never work more than eight hours a day. You know, I'm home at four by four thirty every day with my kids and, you know, eat dinner and do the whole thing and coach, you know, soccer and do things like that and still have, you know, been able to be successful professionally. So I think, you know, it goes back to what we originally said is what, you know, what are you not, what are you not, you know, what are you not, what does success not look like for you? And that'll help you identify what success looks like. And people think like, oh, well, then you're kind of trading off or making sacrifices and not necessarily. The more you invest in yourself personally and doing the things that light you up and re-energize you, the more successful you're going to be professionally. And that doesn't mean working long hours and you know doing all those things. It actually can make you be much more effective in your professional role. Yes. And it's a process and you'll learn. And the only way that you learn is by doing it, experiencing it, then feeling that kind of regret when you miss an event because you got caught up in the office or the, the, or the excitement that you get when you're able to participate in those events because you've made, you've made the time. And the cool thing or the interesting about thing about work is work will take up as much time as you give it. You'll find those things, those activities, yeah. someone asking for help, someone, you know, lending a hand, whatever the thing is, and you'll feel good about it. But the reality is some of that work that you, many of you are doing out there right now, and I fall into this trap too. Uh, some of the work is really procrastination in another form. I'm procrastinating. I'm avoiding the things that I need to get done by doing a bunch of other things that are easy to check off of a, of a checklist. And if I don't take the time and reflect and ask those questions, I'll find myself caught in that trap, uh, this ever ending spiral that will turn into some of the things that you would just described like burnout. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 the sad thing is, is people that are maybe listening to this and you know, whether they believe us or not, Mike, um, most sellers are stubborn and will have to learn this through experience. <laughs> they that's the best way to learn it. I, really, it's the only way to learn it. Like you could listen to this podcast and you, then you'll listen to 10 other podcasts and they'll be, okay, well, you can ask these questions. Maybe you think about it, but do you really write it down? Do you list it out? Do you map it out? Do you, do you actually evaluate um, the work that you're doing? Um, and a lot of times you won't because you're lazy. Uh, and it's easier to just go through and hit all of my activity metrics. If I send out 50 emails today or I do X number of cold calls or I hit them, do the minimum that's required inside the organization, I get to keep my job. I get to get that paycheck. I might see the bonus or commission that'll happen. And then at some point in time, they're going to change your commission plan and you're going to be caught in this scenario where all of a sudden, I'm not a big fan of this book, but the Ken Blanchard book, uh, you know, who moved my cheese? Some, at some point your cheese is going to get moved. <laughs> and if you take the yeah. perspective of, I get to lead myself from the beginning, I can design with intention. I can create this worldview world build. Many of you are in tech startup land. These founders are world building. That's what they're looking to do. Well, here's your opportunity to go in and yeah. world build for yourself. So take ownership take leadership, work through the process, ask some of those hard questions. And I've got two more questions that I would suggest is, and this is a two by two, 
put on the X axis, put um, sucks the life out of me on one end and brings me energy, just fulfills me with energy. So on one side of the X axis sucks the life out of me. The other side brings a lot of energy. And then on the Y axis at the bottom, put uh, low impact and at the top, put high impact and then start to evaluate what yeah. work you're doing on a daily basis. What are the things that suck the life out of you and have minimal impact versus those things that bring you a lot of energy and actually have high impact. And my guidance would be spend more time doing the things that are high energy, high impact and figure out a way to eliminate a lot of the ones that are, that are, uh, that suck the life out of you and, uh, and don't really have an impact. Yeah. Well, what a, what a valuable, um, practice, you know, that, that sellers can do if they've never done it before. Mike, it's been awesome having you on the show. Really appreciate this topic. Uh, any final thoughts and then where's the best place for folks to get into your world? Final thought is just a reminder of what we've talked about here. You have to go out and do the work. It's one thing to listen to Colin and I talk about it and we both nod our heads and we agree and we smile and we think this is all really good stuff. And it is because it works, but it only works if you go out there and do the work. So get out there and do the work. And if you're looking for a catalyst to help you do that work, you just check out findmycatalyst.com, which is the website. And that is the best place to find me. Findmycatalyst.com. We've got a couple of different resources that are out there, including uh, some the podcast and the uh and uh, some of the YouTube videos and some of the tools uh, that I share with others to help them do this on their own. Awesome. We'll drop the link there in the show notes to make it easy for everybody to get into your world, Mike. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review. Share the show with your friends. It really does help us so we can reach more sellers and help them transform the way that they sell.